I think that worked. Okay. Great. Figure Great news, everybody. <laughs> it worked. As I always do. It's all it's all in post. The whole podcast. <laughs> um We've anyways. actually been AI this whole time. <laughs> yeah. The world's first AI generated comic book podcast. It turns out that AI has extremely strong opinions <laughs> on Tim Drake. Weird. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, it is officially the time of year where it is uh, pitch black like the dead of night outside <laughs> when we start recording. So <laughs> my body is telling me it's sleepy time. And yet it is not. It is podcast time. It's fun having the brain of a bird where it's like, it's dark outside. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Put a blanket over me and I will go to sleep instantly. It's the worst. <laughs> um, but despite, despite the sleepiness, the general uh, air of sleepiness in, in the atmosphere, uh, we persevere and we tell you about comic books. Um... And I thought that this week, as uh, as as we have threatened in like multiple past recent episodes, we should talk about the specter, um, the spectre, the spectre, uh, le spectre, Monsieur Spectre, <laughs> only ever calling him um, Monsieur Spectre from now on. Yeah, I think everybody should address him like that, and he should be like, no, no. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Spectre, uh, is a DC character. Uh, we talked about the Spectre briefly in a, uh, a, a long time ago when we did, like, our, like, uh, Monster Mash Halloween special where we talked about various sort of, uh, just a, a big roundup of various like werewolves and vampires and ghosts and other like spooky Yeah, look at these cool spooky guys. <laughs> yeah, so so we we have uh done a brief segment on the Spectre before and he has come up in several other uh episodes. Uh we talked about him last week with the Phantom Stranger, um we talked about him with Eclipso, we talked about him with Hal Jordan, um and probably uh, some other situations, but we're going to uh, actually do an episode on the Spectre. Here he comes. Want to know something weird? Uh-huh. I did go to Christian church yesterday. Oh! For the first time in years, and I now it does feel rather apt. Yeah, amazing. That's that's what that's what they tell you about in in Christian church. They say, "Here's the history of the specter." Um <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty cool sermon, um but it did not bring up the specter at all, unfortunately. I will have to talk to the pastor about that. 
see if he can incorporate <laughs> yeah. anything about the specter into his sermon the next time I go to church with my grandparents. <laughs> yeah, be like, hey, buddy, great sermon. Couple of notes real quick. Couple of notes. Really good. Really uh, interested in your um, parallels between the social media um, hashtag blessed situation and what Jesus actually meant by blessed in um, whatever passage of Luke that is. Uh, really interested. Um, but also the specter. <laughs> also, listen, we got to talk about the specter. Um. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so the Spectre, um, has been around, uh, since 1940, uh, which is, like, I, I guess I, I knew he was on the JSA, but I still hadn't really considered that he'd been around for that long. Um, he's kicking he was, it with, like, uh, cr- Power Man and everybody, huh? Yeah, all those, all those guys, all those classic guys. Um, he was, uh, created by (laughs) Jerry Siegel and Bernard Bailey, and his first appearance was in an issue of, uh, the, like, superhero anthology More Fun Comics, which is very funny to me because the Spectre is probably one of the least fun superheroes. (laughs) More fun comics. This guy's the wrath of God. <laughs> More fun comics. Now with less fun. Um, so, original Spectre, um, in this, uh, 1940 intro, is a police officer So he was an Jim inspector. Corrigan. Yeah, he's a- <laughs> Also, if anybody has listened to our Monster Mash episode recently, if I reuse that joke, I'm so sorry. It's, I mean, it's been a long time. (laughs) I think, I think the the statute of limitations is like, it's fine. It's fine to bring back the joke. (laughs) Um, so, uh, Jim Corrigan, uh, was murdered by, uh, the mob. Uh, while he was, I think he was, like, on his way to, like, propose to his, like, girlfriend or something like that. You know, in, just to really, just to amp up the tragedy. More um, fun comics! <laughs> more fun comics! Uh, he was, uh, murdered, he's, like, tossed in, like, a barrel of cement and, like, thrown into a lake. Wow. Um. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think, so this, the original, the original backstory does, uh, make use of some sort of, like, Christian mythos, because his, his spirit goes to the afterlife, um, and he doesn't want to, like, go to the afterlife. He doesn't want his spirit to move on. He's too mad about getting murdered. <laughs> um and he wants revenge. Um and in in the the first appearance, um he is 
spoken to by a, uh, a mysterious unknown voice that's just referred to as the voice, um, which goes like, okay, I, uh, will send you back to Earth and you will be on a mission to, uh, you know, seek out justice and destroy evildoers. I, I don't know, uh, because I, I have not read, uh, this, um, if, um, like, if this is, uh, intended to be God, or, like, how, if it's implied to be God, I don't know or if, at if that, it's- if at that point they could have the Christian God in comics. Well, I mean- It feels like something that, like, the Comics Code Authority would be like, mm, no. Well, the Comics Code Authority didn't yeah. uh, get involved until the 50s. Yes. So technically, this was the Wild West. That's true. But I feel um, like also in the 40s, we're just so steeped in American Christianity. Yes, that that's also true. So, yeah. I mean, that was also my thinking, is like, I feel like at most it would be like maybe an implication um it is simply assumed that it is the christian god yeah which like to to be fair when god the christian god shows up in comics more explicitly he's still usually referred to as like the voice or like the presence um or people being like, oh, it's you. But, like, the Spectre is also repeatedly, explicitly referred to as, like, the wrath of God uh, and stuff like that. So it's it's not, like, it's not a secret. I think comics have just fallen into the hole of, like, well, we have many pantheons here. <laughs> we can't just say this man is God. Because <laughs> it's like, well, which God? We've got a whole <laughs> slew of them. We've got a whole bunch of them. Some of them are from real mythologies. Some of them are gods we just made up. Like, they're all over the place. Um. Anyway, back to so, God's special boy. God's special little guy, the Spectre. Um, he, uh, so in the early appearances, um, the Spectre is just the alter ego of the, uh, the resurrected, or, like, not resurrected because Jim Corrigan's body is still at the body, the bottom of a lake, and, like, later, um, the, like, body does come back to life for real. Well, uh, um. After being at the bottom of a lake? Yeah, it's comics, baby. Oh, um, that's not gonna be in good shape. It's not gonna look good. Um, Just imagining a body that has been at the bottom of the lake for a while coming back like, hello, it's me, and everybody going, oh god, oh god, oh no, oh no, oh god, oh god. And he's like, yes, God yeah. did send me. And they're like, oh god, oh no, oh god, oh no. <laughs> yes, we've been over this already. Um, he, um, so he is living as Jim Corrigan and also has the, you know, alternate superhero identity of Does he the ever Spectre. get to propose? <laughs> he 
He, um, so he, uh... Hey, babe, I know I was dead for a little bit, but... But, no, he actually, um, breaks off his relationship with his girlfriend, uh, because she gets, like, caught in the crossfire of one of his, like... Oh, no, it's too dangerous for her, and he has to make that decision for the both of them. Exactly. Oh, tragedy. The the most the most classic of moves. Um <laughs> just like, hey, your girlfriend has agency though. Why don't you just tell her about it? <laughs> Come to this decision as a couple. Nope. Not gonna happen. Um also uh he makes himself a costume that uh consists of like Kind of a like ghostly white mask, um, and a white suit with uh, I think black shorts and like a black cape with a hood, um, which later gets changed to like a very dark green, um, I think, or maybe maybe it was supposed to be dark green initially, and it just like. Looked that way because hard. of the way that the prints go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the other than than the, the color change, the look has stayed mostly the same uh, throughout the years. Uh, I believe. Um, Just watch. We're gonna figure so out that like he had a. Namor style revamp where he's young and hot now. Yeah, young, uh, sexy twink specter. <laughs> um, uh, God. Um, exactly. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, the specter's power set. Um, in this, uh, in these early appearances, was like basically just kind of whatever they wanted to do. I, like, I don't think they ever, in, like, the Golden Age, like, described him as, like, explicitly omnipotent. Um, that's the right one. Like, yeah, omnipotent is all-powerful. Um, like, later on, that is, like, much more explicitly the case. It's like, yeah, the Spectre has the power to do uh whatever he wants. He's just like bound by his you know duty to God to fulfill this mission. It's his um, paladin oath. <laughs> his paladin oath, exactly. And if he breaks it it'll like mess with his like alignment. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um he's an old school paladin. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so they they have him just like uh just kill evildoers. Um, just out here doing like, murders. He's just doing murders. Um, there was a lot more murder. I like forties comics were like goofy, but also like didn't really have the same qualms about killing people. Look, Batman um, even did murders in the forties. Like Batman did murders. Batman had a gun. <laughs> he was like. It was fine. They were just, uh, it, it took a while, I think, for them to be like, okay, let's reconsider the way we approach this. <laughs> um, so, in that sense, the Spectre, uh, 
you know, wasn't really edgier or anything than, like, any other, or most other superheroes. Um, since, since then, now that most superheroes don't do murder, the fact that the Spectre does do murder is, like, a bigger deal. <laughs> um, but at the time, I do love how they like, decided, oh. like, which ones do and do not do murders over time. Yeah. <laughs> Just gradually. Just like, okay, so Batman is very much against murder. What about the Spectre? Oh yeah, no, he still kills people. All right, Spectre does murder. Got it. Superman, Spectre no murder. <laughs> no murder. Um, There's a big white Spectre does murder, but it's for God. Well, that so doesn't... So it's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's God wanted these people to die. <laughs> <laughs> then why didn't God do it his goddamn self? <laughs> <laughs> his self damned self <laughs> god so like there is something like one of these days we're gonna have to have like a full conversation about comics as propaganda but it is so wild to have like this man be a cop that was murdered by the mob who now does extrajudicial murders on behalf of the christian god <laughs> yeah there's a thing there is that comics are like, yeah, this is normal. This is normal. This is fine. Um, Don't worry about it. Hey, why are cops, like, launching onto the Punisher when they could have the Spectre? The Spectre who is a cop, as opposed to the Punisher who hates cops. More it's more racists need to read comics, I guess, to figure out which ones align with their views. Yeah. Let that, let that be your takeaway from Capes and Chapes, is we think that more racists should read comics. <laughs> that's what, that's what the, the past 250 episodes, that's what our message has been, clearly. I mean, the good news is racists probably aren't listening to us at this point. I I hope Unless not. Unless this is their first episode, in which case I must be explicitly clear, racists fuck off. Yes, racists are not welcome at our pod in listening to our podcast or reading comic books. Like fuck off um, completely, racists. God. Absolutely <laughs> goodbye forever. Um God. <laughs> Anyways, um so the Spectre uh Joins the uh, Justice Society of America, the uh, Golden Age DC superhero team. Um, and there's like a couple, there's like a, uh, so Jim Corrigan gets like properly resurrected, um, as mentioned, as part of like a miracle from God uses some sort of, uh, you know, mystical god artifact to like actually properly bring him back to life wait he needs an artifact that doesn't sound very powerful that's that yeah that just sounds like something anybody could do um so uh for a little bit the specter and jim corrigan are existing separately um and then uh the specter um the 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 non Jim Corrigan Spectre is like he uh spends like a little bit um as like a like a supporting character for like a comedy uh 
comic called Percival Pop the Super Cop. I'm um, sorry, what? <laughs> he is uh he's a he's a guardian angel figure in a comic called Percival Percival Pop the Super Cop. I don't like any of that. <laughs> and no word of that sentence is good to to hear or say. Um Percival or is to like read the, earlier. the most normal. <laughs> and it's even an yeah. unusual name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to all the Percivals out there. It's not the most common name. <laughs> I'm sure the Percivals know that. Um, Especially if they actually go by Percival. Yes. Uh, and then um, after that, along with kind of a, a lot of other characters of this era, um, he sort of fades into obscurity as like, superhero comics start to dip uh in popularity um and uh then in the 60s um he gets uh brought back um they uh make more explicit um the like omnipotence uh they, I do, I think, um, I don't know if this is where they really, I th I think a, a later, uh, like a later version is where they, they really get into the, the God stuff. Um, but he, uh, they make Jim Corrigan and the Spectre the same person again. Um, but, uh, I, I guess, I guess. Jim Corgan is back to being dead. Um, they changed their minds about that. Um, Just drop him right back in the lake. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And he briefly has uh, his own title, which uh, sort of uh, like starts out with being about the Spectre, you know, uh, defeating evil and then like turns into the specter kind of like narrating various like spooky stories um of scary things that have happened uh and he uh dies uh for a little bit in a like uh JLA JSA crossover um where uh that, like, Earth 1 and Earth 2 are, like, colliding and they're trying to stop it. And he ends up, like, uh... I Like, I don't think he even, like, s sacrifices himself. He just sort of, like, is collateral damage of them, like, <laughs> stopping this, uh, this Earth collision. Um... Oh, shit, where's the Spectre? Oh my god, you guys, he died. Guys, he I didn't know he could die. Maybe we should have kept a closer eye on him. Damn. Uh I think I think this is this is uh this is one of the the last times he uh will die though because after this a, a few times after this they kind of rework like uh the the angle. Um so he comes back in the 70s. Um, it's not fully explained, uh, at, at some point they're like, oh yeah, this is, uh, 
the specter, uh, like the spirit of the specter survived the explosion and like took over the body of the Jim Corrigan from the other earth. So, uh, Joe Orlando, who's the editor of DC Comics, apparently the story goes, uh, got mugged one day, um, and he was okay, but he came out of it like, wow, we need a superhero. We need to bring the Spectre back. We need that guy who just kills people. It's a wild reaction to being mugged. Um, imagine being mugged and being like, I need to write the Spectre. I gotta, I gotta get the Spectre back. Um... So the uh the he has a recurring feature in uh Adventure Comics, which is another anthology series, where um he uh it's written by Michael Fleischer and drawn by Jim Aparo, and it becomes like a very kind of notorious series um for how uh violent it is, which like it Definitely would not be, um, by today's standards. Um, and a lot of, like, the, like, the violence apparently consisted of, like, uh, he would turn people into inanimate objects and then destroy the inanimate object. Um, which is existentially kind of horrifying. Um... But do you as far exist as, like, as the broken object? Like, great and uh, terrifying questions to ask. Um, but as far as, like, on-page, like, violence goes, would be nothing today. Um, but uh, it was, because this was still, like, the Comics Code Authority was still in place. Um, but by, by, by those standards... It was, uh, a troubling comic, um, and, uh, he shows up in a few other things, um, after, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, he, um, shows up in Swamp Thing, uh, briefly a couple times, um. During Crisis, didn't he, like do something at like the very end of the earth or am I like imagining a different am I remembering a different crisis he like went to like the beginning or the end of time um I think he I think he did something um I remember the specter was very very big I I think I think big specter was in a different thing okay I think I think there was another um Remembering some other crossover event. <laughs> Spectre travels through time. Anyways, um, John Ostrander, uh, is the writer who, um, like, m- most leans into the, like, wrath of God aspect, um, and also spends a lot of the series, like, raising, like, complicated ethical questions um like uh (laughs) most of which the the specter solves in a way that's uh pretty troubling um like he uh 
basically destroys an entire country um, because of their uh, history of, like, violence and, and civil war and, uh, like, terrible actions. Um, that does sound like the Old Testament, though. That does sound like the Old Testament, for sure. And then he also, like, uh, he threatens to kill the entire state of New York if they wrongly execute a man. Um, okay. It's not the people in the state of New York. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, <laughs> they didn't do it. And he was like, like, well, you would be guilty according to me. So jot that down. Like, that kid running around the streets in Brooklyn did not murder. <laughs> did not, like, hey, corporal punishment is good, actually. We should yeah. have the death penalty. He's just like, wow, it's hot today. I it's, want to yeah. get an ice cream from the ice cream truck. Yeah. Um, this is also where um, they introduce the... Uh, Eclipso aspect of the backstory where, like, Eclipso, uh, formerly had, like, the, the Spectre's role as, like, the Wrath of God, but, like, <laughs> squandered it. Was God's mistake. <laughs> um, and, uh, also that, uh, like, rather than the Spectre coming into being when, like, Jim Corrigan was sent back to Earth, that the Spectre is a being who has existed um for you know thousands of years potentially since the dawn of time not since the dawn of time because it was after eclipso but for a really 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 long time um and is like a spirit entity that is being like housed in Jim Corrigan's body um after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths and uh, Zero Hour, Jim Corrigan ends up deciding to uh, give up the Spectre and move on and let his soul be at peace. Um, oh, they also, d sort of weirdly similar to the one Phantom Stranger backstory, um, at some point they... Uh, state that uh the specter was an angel who participated in lucifer's rebellion and then felt bad about it and then became like the embodiment of god's vengeance as like atonement i don't know if that if that got retconned because that seems like a thing that's maybe not true anymore but maybe it is and just nobody really talks about it <laughs> Because there's so much else going on with this guy. Um, For a second, I was hoping that you were going to say, uh, was Judas Iscariot? Yeah, he's actually Even, also Judas Iscariot. It's wild. Which would not make sense at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Judas Iscariot. The god's vengeance. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. Um, so, uh, the... So, Jim Corrigan goes to heaven, and then there's this storyline called, uh, Day of Judgment, when there's a, um, a bunch of, 
magic-oriented uh, DC characters are trying to prevent, like, the specter entity from, like, being claimed by, you know, somebody who would go and do terrible things. Um, so they try and get Jim Corrigan to come back and be the specter again, and Jim Corrigan is like, no, I made my decision, and I am at peace. Go find somebody else. So they start looking for somebody else, um, and Hal Jordan has, uh, recently <laughs> sort of tried to destroy the whole universe, um, because he, uh, became a guy called Parallax, and then later it's like, oh, he got possessed, um, but, uh, go, <laughs> go listen to the Hal Jordan episode, I guess, to see us try and explain the parallax thing <laughs> um but hal jordan was evil for a little bit and then died uh and they go hey hal uh do you want to be the specter and then you can like atone for what you did and he's like well i do want to atone for what i did so sure um and so hal jordan is the specter for a while uh, and he makes an effort, uh, to kind of steer, like, the Spectre's mission, like, less towards vengeance and more towards helping people, um, to, to you know, a occasional effect, uh, but also when you're the Spectre, there are, like, rules about what you can and can't do, and you can't just decide not to do vengeance. Um, so Hal gets, uh, <laughs> sent to do vengeance a few times and doesn't love it. Uh, ultimately, when, when they kind of come up with the whole thing that, like, Hal was, like, possessed by Parallax, um, then they use the Spectre thing as a way to be like, oh, yeah, and the Spectre, uh, was able to, like, uh, destroy Parallax and, like, free, you know, Hal's soul from Parallax's influence. Um, and then the Spectre, uh, leaves Hal, um, and Probably a mutual breakup. <laughs> yeah, a, a mutual breakup. Um, and then is existing on its own for a little bit. Uh, but it turns out that the Spectre, like, needs a human host to, like, sort of contextualize, like, right and wrong and, you know, what does need divine punishment and what doesn't, even though the Spectre with a human host still does a lot of, like, kind of batshit stuff. Um, it could be worse, apparently. It, it could be worse, apparently. Um, this is the storyline where, uh, Gene Loring becomes Eclipso. So, okay. So, Alexander Luther gives Jean Loring the Eclipso diamond to make her Eclipso so that she will convince the Spectre that magic is evil um, because it, like, uh, you know, in, like, a very, like, old-fashioned, like, oh, it goes against, like, God's, lo God's law, like, things that God never intended to happen. 
um, convinces the Spectre that magic is evil and he needs to destroy all magic. And then it turns out Alexander Luther is doing this um, because he, like, somehow, like, eliminating magic will, like, make him more powerful. Um, freaking comics. But this is the story where the Spectre turns the Phantom Stranger into a mouse <laughs> because he can't actually, he's not actually powerful enough to kill him, but he does turn him into a mouse. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the Spectre is kind of, like, rampaging around, like, destroying magic, trying to kill all of these, like, magical you know, heroes and, like, magic-based characters, um, where they, uh, eventually stop him. Like, God and also the Lords of Chaos and Order stop him. Like, I don't know if God is supposed to be one of them, which seems wild to have, like, be like, all of these beings are also equivalent to Christian God. Um, like, it seems, like, not, not what, like, not a bad narrative thing, but it seems like a thing that would make people upset. <laughs> um, but, uh, ultimately they, uh, are able to figure out a new host for the Spectre. And that host turns out to be, uh, <laughs> poor Crispus Allen, um, who is a, uh, all, again, a cop. In Gotham City, um, he is Rene Montoya's partner. Uh, he's a black man. He's a, a pretty, I mean, he's, he's, he's a cop, which is not good. Um, but it, it does track with, um, the specters of past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It tracks with the, the specters MO. Um, and he's, you know, generally like a pretty, normal guy he has like uh he has a, a wife and he has kids um and he uh gets killed by this um corrupt crime scene technician um who was like <laughs> uh he was like tampering with evidence um I'm like, I'm and just like, <laughs> i'm just like i dusted the fingerprints and I do with a crime. <laughs> I do with a crime. Um, he was, like, uh, tampering with evidence in a way that, like, got Crispus in trouble. And then Renee, like, tracked him down and was like, hey, tell me where you hid that evidence so I can get my partner off the hook. And he did. But, uh, he got really mad about it, and he ended up, uh, killing Crispus out of revenge. And this- What does he have against Crispus in the first place? My god, dude! It's, I don't know. This guy's name is Jim Corrigan. Unrelated to the- like, I don't know if they- uh, like, I mean, obviously it's there as a reference- but I don't know if it's just supposed to be, like, an Easter egg or if it's supposed to be, like, oh, you think this guy is going to become the Spectre and then it turns out that Crispus Allen is the Spectre, like, we did a switcheroo on you. But 
now you have a guy named Jim Corrigan who's also a cop, but is unrelated to the original Jim Corrigan. And then there's also, a, like, another Jim Corrigan in the 70s who only shows up very... I know I complained about this when we were, uh, like, talking about the Spectre, like, before. Um, there's a different it Jim Corrigan It was either that or when we were talking about Renee. Yeah, probably. Um, like, shows up briefly in the 70s, who's also a cop, but he's black. And he's, like, a recurring character in Black Lightning. And has nothing to do with the Spectre at all. Um, so that's my personal, I guess, comics. Uh, I don't want to say bugbear. Because, like, bugbear is, like, a word for, like, a thing that, like, haunts and annoys you. But for me, bugbears are extremely positive, And I don't want to call it that. <laughs> um, but it is a, a thing... That just uh, drives me up the ding dang wall. Um, it's a it's a but, case of the fleas. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, Every time we see a Jim Corrigan, it's another itchy bite. <laughs> honestly, uh, so Crispus Allen is the Spectre uh, throughout the two thousands, um, like mid. I think mid-2000s until, like, Blackest Night and the, uh, the New 52 reboot. Um, and they focus more, I mean, presumably because it's, like, a new Spectre rather than, like, Jim Corrigan, who'd, like, been the Spectre for, like, a long time. They focus more on, like, like, Crispus trying to, like, come to terms with, like, the Spectre and, like, what the Spectre's, like, mission is and being, like, well, I don't, like, I don't want to do all that. Um, they, um, there's, like, a little bit where he's, like, separated from the Spectre and is, like, getting, uh, you know, upset about the fact that he can't, like, he's still, like, around as a ghost, but he can't, like, do anything without, like, the Spectre being there to, uh, empower him and then like just hang out with dead man yeah just hang out with your friend dead man um he has to like uh kill his own son um which is like very extreme biblical i guess (laughs) i mean it is biblical it's like um his so they um like crispus as the specter finds jim corrigan the Jim Corrigan who killed him, who's unrelated to the original Spectre, Jim Corrigan. Um, and he's like, okay, I'm, I, it's time to get vengeance. I'm going to use my Spectre powers to get vengeance on the man who killed me. And then his son, Crispus's son shows up and kills Jim Corrigan before Crispus can do it. And then he has to kill his son. Because his son just killed somebody, even though his son was doing the thing that the Spectre was going to do anyway. Okay, that is fucked. Yeah. Busted. Um, and, uh, Crispus is, like, pretty broken up about it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, uh, does, like, agree to continue being the Spectre, um, which... After this, the two of them start kind of, uh, 
functioning more as like one entity um there's uh one they they start like they end up at odds again because uh like the specter is like needs to get uh vengeance on renee because renee's done some bad stuff and this is also like it seems like there's a like, I feel like the Spectre should be kind of starting with, like, people who have done, like, the worst stuff, and then maybe working his way through, um, instead of just going to, you know, someone who's done some morally questionable actions and being like, time to go. Like, um, I'm sure there's, like, war criminals and yeah, whatnot that like he could- Like, Nazis? Yeah. Um... But, uh, they, uh, ultimately, Renee gets spared. Um, and then there's, um, a whole thing with, like, a uh, like, a magic weapon that, like, somehow Renee uses to help, like, bring Crispus's son back to life. Um, did not really understand the summary of it, so, but that happens. Um... So, and then after that, in, uh, Blackest Night, um, it's like the, he gets, the Spectre gets corrupted, sort of, by, uh, Black Lantern rings, but it's, like, more like the, like, the real Spectre is kind of, like, trapped inside this, like, evil Black Lantern Spectre, um, and then... Hal manages to, like, free the real Spectre, um, and he ultimately, uh, he gets, like, he fights the, the Black Lantern leader, Necron, and, like, disappears, and then it doesn't matter what happens, because after that everything gets rebooted. (laughs) Um, and, uh, in the New 52, um... There's a a new a new rebooted Jim Corrigan, who is the Spectre, but th- it doesn't quite count as a fourth Jim Corrigan because it's just like a reboot version of the original Jim Corrigan, um, and they do like a similar backstory where uh he like dies and gets resurrected as the Spectre, um, and this one his girlfriend also dies because like. Yeah, of course. Um, he has, like, a few... The Phantom Stranger in this version also is, like, responsible for, like, guiding him to becoming the Spectre. Um, and then one of Judas's am... silver coins disappears, and it's like, wow, you've redeemed yourself once by bringing the Spectre into existence. Yep. Just gotta just gotta do something similar twenty nine more times. Imagine um, thirty specters. <laughs> God, hellish. Um, I I am I'm sort of fond of this one, uh, because he's like one of the main characters of like a pretty short lived New Fifty Two series called Gotham by Midnight. Um. That was about, like, a, like, Gotham task force that solves, like, like a police task force for, like, supernatural problems. Um, and I thought it was, like, I thought it was kind of cool, and, like, the art was very cool. Um, 
and there's this like one panel of like one of the first times you see like Corrigan like becoming the specter um where he's like sort of like unbuttoning his shirt like like opening his shirt like Superman and then like underneath his like skeleton starts like glowing green and like a like crackling um which was just like like obviously really an image that like stuck with me because I'm still thinking about it (laughs) um I I read this in college so it's been like a very long time and I have no idea if it holds up but I did think it was really cool at the time um but uh I I think the specter has like been around in rebirth um but i not in things i have read i in in some of the uh the like the justice league like source wall like the stuff that was happening you know the stuff that was happening with the justice league but i didn't understand because i didn't read most of it um but uh I, I, and, like, he's probably showing up with some of the magic stuff, um, he, he tends to crop up relatively often, kind of, on that, that side of things, um, not as much as the Phantom Stranger does. Again, the Spectre's sort of a weird character. He likes to show Um, up as a deus ex machina. He does, like, as a very literal deus ex machina. Um, and, like, again, he, like, once you decide, obviously this isn't a problem, like, unique to the Spectre, once you decide that a character is omnipotent, you have to come up with reasons why he can't just solve every single problem that exists, and, you know, in this case, it's, like, because he's on a very specific mission from God that, like, means that he only does, like, certain specific things as god wills them like Um, destroying a country or killing his son like destroying a country that god wanted destroyed um but uh and then also and there's like so much i can understand why writers would not want to have the specter in something because there's like a lot going on there um and it's also, because I think I said this when we were talking about the Phantom Stranger, it's, like, a little bit weird because, like, he isn't really fully aligned with, like, the superheroes. Like, their goals, I mean, their goals line up in the sense of, like, preserving the world and, like, stopping evil, but also the Spectre does a lot of murder um, and is interested in, in vengeance to a degree that most superheroes are not. Um, and also he doesn't leave a lot of room for moral complexity. Um, so he he doesn't really work with, like, the Justice League or anybody very often. Um, he's kind of, again, doing his own thing and then, like, showing up as a deus ex machina to be like, all right, I'm, I'm here to solve this. I do, like, I do really like obviously the angle of the specter being like an entity that like possesses somebody because i love you know possession obviously i love possession like body sharing stuff like that part i think is good 
Um, but a lot, a lot of the rest of it is like very <laughs> difficult to convey in your comics. It's, it's a lot, a lot of weird stuff. That's my take. Weird stuff. The Spectre. Thank you. Spectre. Weird guy. Weird guy. Freaking weird fella. Um, did you have anything to discuss? I did read the first two issues of, um, the Star Trek's, Star Trek Lower Decks comic written by Ryan North, um, <laughs> which is about them accidentally making a sentient Dracula hologram. <laughs> and then they have to deal with a sentient Dracula hologram, which is very good to me. <laughs> that is ideal. Um, extremely on brand, I will say, from my good friend Ryan North. It's like, as a person who loves Star Trek Lower Decks and also loves Ryan North, it's just very, very good. This comic was made for me. <laughs> ideal um speaking of ryan i this is i this is a big ryan north month because i think the ryan north fantastic four comes out this week um and like last week or the week before they launched a um a there's a new like secret invasion mini series that ryan north is writing um so it's a real uh a real time. I'm I'm sure he's having a, a complicated emotional time right now, so I hope my friend Ryan North is doing good in a, a non-parasocial way. <laughs> I just the normal amount hope that he's doing alright. Um Yeah. Um I think I don't I think there might only be three issues of the Star Trek Lower Decks. That's kind of what it's sounded like when i was reading the second one um mm -hmm. but it comes out at the end of the month so i'll find out if then if that's the <laughs> last one yep. if they solve their dracula problem god i i hope did they you do. read any <laughs> i mean i can't see how they wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> uh he's just discovered the taste of uh humanoid blood for the first time there's no way that that can go bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's fine did you have any comics to talk about i did not i actually did not read any comics this week i finally i finally have Sabretooth on its way to me so i can finally read the issues of Sabretooth that i haven't read um and i uh I know I promised you all that I would have read some of the short box comics that I bought, but I did not do that. And that's fair. And sometimes, you know, sometimes these things happen. But look, maybe I maybe next week. I literally cannot judge you. <laughs> I so often do not read a comic. <laughs> Listen. I know we have a comic book podcast where we talk about comic books, but also sometimes reading comic books is hard. God, reading is just so hard. 
I actually got to read a little bit of the Naval Historical Fiction series that I've been reading for forever. Um, because I was carpooling, and my shift was like 15 minutes after my co-worker's shift, who I was driving with, so I had like 20 minutes of time before my shift, and I'm like, I'm just gonna sit on this bench in the sun and read mm. book. Ah, yes! And it was very nice for two days in a row. That does sound ideal. Yeah. I'm gonna have to keep bringing book and carpooling when our shifts align. Nice. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's everything. Um, if you want to keep up with us and see when we post new episodes, you can find us online on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Capes and Japes. Uh, we have an email address that's capesandjapes at gmail.com. We have a Discord server um, that you should uh, feel welcome to join. Um, come chat with us, hang out. Uh, we have a, a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus episodes. You can watch things with us. You can help us pick what we talk about. Um, we, if you can't support us on Patreon, another way you can help out the show if you want is leaving a rating and review. We appreciate that very much. Um, telling a friend about it if you think they would be interested in the show. And just uh, coming back and joining us, as you have done once again today. So thank you for being here on this episode of Capes and Jabes. I've been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, I don't kill anybody anymore, sexy Batman. <laughs> we all know this.